Hi everyone, welcome back to Boxed In, the podcast where we talk about cult movies and genre films while being literally boxed in. I'm Mas Buzidi and today I'm joined, as always, by Nico. Yep, that's me. Uh, today's topic is giallo films, and to discuss that, we have special guest Leo. Hey, I'm Leo. Uh, I'm a, uh, I guess I'm an aspiring director. Uh, I have, I just graduated NYU and uh, I have a feature film on the way, but like if you want to watch something that I've made, uh, there's a movie called Landscape that's up on uh, Amazon Prime right now. So today's selection of films are Mario Bava's anthology film Black Sabbath, Emilio Miraglia's The Red Queen Kill Seven Times, and two films by Giallo master Dario Argento, his debut film The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, and his 1980 cult classic Inferno. All right, so to the audience members who aren't fully uh, sure what giallo is, giallo is the term used for the Italian thriller horror genre that has mystery or detective elements and often contains slasher, crime fiction, psychological thriller, psychological horror, sexploitation, psychedelic, and less frequently supernatural horror elements. I'd say largely the, the, the four films we chose today, they probably have about all of those themes. Yeah, they, they check everything. Uh, I would say so. Pretty heavily. <laughs> um, Usually, I think Leo mentioned that Supernatural isn't a very consistent um, uh, part of Giallo, but Black Sabbath is pretty Supernatural. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to have Mario Baba, who's, you know, one of the great, like, Giallo directors, mm-hmm. like, entrench himself in that yeah. specific genre, kind of, like, highlights the Supernatural elements. For sure, yeah. Uh, Leo, I thought, so Leo did something, like, he uh, did, like, a little research about Giallo before recording this episode. Um, and he wrote some, he added something that I really liked. It was like something saying that highbrow critics decried uh, this genre as a like vulgarization of taste while the public embraced that genre as entertainment. That really reminded me of um, kind of the American critical reception to another Italian subgenre, uh, spaghetti westerns. How, like, when they first came out, they were kind of like, just like, I mean, it was kind of a xenophobic insult to call them spaghetti westerns. It's only been kind of reappropriated nowadays, you know, to be kind of a cool thing to say. But. Yeah. Um, it's funny how these Italian subgenres kind of... I mean, they're, they're very pulpy. And well, good. yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Like, uh, with giallo, like, coming from the word yellow in Italian. Exactly. And that being, like, linked to, like, the pulpy, like, paperbacks that had these, like... Yeah. Like, uh, very, like, exploitative, like, yellow, like, oh, bright yeah. colors. Uh, and, yeah, there there is this, like, culture of, like, lowbrow that, you know, like... Now it's looked under a totally different lens, and we can like appreciate these films more for their like aesthetic purpose. For uh, sure, yeah. Black Sabbath was like critically like attacked when it first came yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, right, and I'm gonna say uh, rightfully so. I wasn't a big fan of that movie, but like years later, um, um, it's like on the I think Sight and Sounds top fifty horror movies of all time. Yeah, no, so I is mean, Inferno, which I don't really get either. Uh, well, um, and and Crystal Plumage, like they, Crystal like, Plumage is awesome. Halted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they like halted like, production on it and they're like Argento like what are you doing oh, well that was his debut yeah. film too I mean obviously um, they probably didn't get him what he was trying to do you know yeah. um, would you say Argento was kind of the um, the god I mean I guess he can't be the godfather if Baba came before him but would you say he's kind of like I mean I I, I would call him like the, the maestro of, of Giallo films I, right I kind of I kind of feel it like uh, he is is the is what well, he I, I feel like uh, Dario Argento basically embodies Giallo even though they're more like directors I think you can you can kind of track like Giallo as a as a genre from uh from start to finish with just um Dario Argento's filmography for sure yeah, like, yeah absolutely 
I think I'm not saying that he's the only one. I'm yeah. just saying like, like he he's the most like high quality, consistent. I I, I think but... it's comparable to kind of Leone with the spaghetti western. Yeah, like, I... you had Corbucci, Salima, and all those guys. But like, and just like Argento, you had others too. But um, I think that when you think of that genre, you know, what I mean, like yeah, he's the first name. Like exactly, mind. yeah, um, yeah. And I would even compare that Suspiria to Giallo is what kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly is to spaghetti westerns. It's kind of like those two ones that kind of surpass the that subgenre kind of. And become the, like a, a staple, of, a staple like, popular of, culture. of popular culture yeah. and just of, of, of horror, not even just giallo, just as the good, the bad, and the ugly is a Western classic. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. not to keep comparing to spaghetti Westerns, but I, I thought it was pretty cool because that's like my favorite genre. Well, um, well, I mean, the book that I pulled it from, like, kind of drew the comparison a lot. Did they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I just want to cite it so, like, we're... We oh, yeah, it. sure, man, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's a, a History of Italian Cinema by uh, Peter Bondanella. Um, they, they just have like, they have like a supernatural, like, um, oh, uh, or part, like, like a chapter within it, but I just kind of stuck to the, the giallo. So like, we kind of like, we're on the same page of like what we're talking about, but you know, it's a, it, it's a very interesting history because like going back to like the paperbacks, uh, a lot of the criticism, uh, is, was sort of derived, like, because these paperbacks were coming out, like in the 30s, mostly 30s, 40s, mostly like American kind of like translations of mystery novels. Yeah. yeah. So um, you kind of see like the, the sort of fascist sentiment of like, no, the Italian people are nationalistically good. And like, mm -hmm. and like, uh, there's no room for like mystery or murder because, you know, we're all law abiding citizens. <laughs> so like, so like uh, you know, after that, you know, like there, there was, you know, more you know, like less like nationalistic pride. So like, I guess like people could get more away with it, but yeah, you know, there's yeah. still that kind of like highbrow versus lowbrow kind of just like. Yeah. Cause I think that what in the sixties, I mean, Fel the Fellini films were kind of big in Italy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, well, and even those were contested. Were know, they? Upon yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not like a Fellini scholar, so uh, I'm not too familiar with how his films that. were, um, how they were appreciated back in well, the day. Well, I, I believe like every, like emerging genre, like within that sphere was contested upon. Cause like, oh, there, yeah. there are these like emerging voices and you, you still don't know exactly how to grapple with them. Exactly. It's so naturally yeah. going to be yeah. know, mm -hmm. like a bad yeah, sure. mm -hmm. Um Yeah. Especially um, when you're dealing with like sex and murder uh, in, in, in such a, you know, uh, exaggerated manner. Oh yeah, I gotta say, I think in every single one of those these movies, there's a very like long and uncomfortable shot of a woman uh, without a shirt on. Like it was just like, I, I feel like it's yeah. it's very fully sex exploitation in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, another good thing I liked in what you in the research you gave us was um, it was I don't know I found it to be 100 percent true is that it, it, you to quote it it's, if the giallo sometimes fails to live up to the highest standards, standards of uh, art film narrative and its plotting and the characterization of its protagonists um, it privileges on the other hand dramatic visuals and music and set design color photography special effects soundtracks and editing um, but Italian giallo represents a profoundly cinematic product and I feel that's very true because um, like while Crystal Plumage and Red Queen my favorites of the bunch they're super silly kind of and i love that about them and their plots are all over the place and kind of especially red queen laughably ridiculous you know mm -hmm. and even though they don't really end all in one place they could be called sloppy and the level i would say that the one like the one like good factor about them is the level of craft craftsmanship the visuals the cinematography i mean like the score out of this world yeah, like, I, I mean crystal plumage like vittorio storaro and uh and you marconi yeah, yeah. Uh, rest in peace yeah i mean like that opening 
uh, which Tarantino rips off in Death Proof, I think, uh, with the, the, the snapshotting uh, when Kurt Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, have you seen Death Proof? I've only seen it once, like, in high it's, school. It's not the most memorable movie. <laughs> I, I actually really liked it. It's, if you like, I like, pulpy B-movies, which I do too, but, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like he tries to mesh, like, his dialogue-driven scenes of, like, long conversations of people talking at, like, dinner with the right. high thrills of cars. It doesn't match. But anyways, that was that one scene where Kurt Russell is, like, yeah, taking pictures of Rosario Dawson and, like, um, all those girls as they're leaving the gas station. And they he plays the... The the Ennio Morricone main theme from Crystal Plumage. It's very beautiful, but it's even more beautiful in the in the original film. Yeah. But like, I, I'm thinking about it, and a movie like Red Queen Kills Seven Times would be nothing without that Bruno, Bruno Nicolai score. Like what? A, yeah. I mean, like okay, it would be something. It'd be a fun movie, you know. But I think that it elevates it ten times more. You know what I mean? Like it's so much fun. Yeah. No. Uh, Edgar Wright has this great take on there's this YouTube channel that Joe Dante runs, Trailers from Hell, where they like go over. Uh, all these like uh, pulpy and international like overlooked films and, yeah. and their trailers and he's talking about you know the European like art trailer being more about capturing the like cinematic mood of it rather than like the actual plot uh, so so in that you know you, you definitely see this highlighted sense of of aesthetic form over the actual like plotting of it so even though you're, you're taking very like um, potentially frivolous like uh, subject to matter in in these like very you know lowbrow like uh, paperbacks are elevated by the craft surrounding it. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, like God, I have to be in a certain mood to watch Yala movies because course, like yeah. you really have to like turn your brain off. Like, <laughs> it's like a who done it that like. Um, Isn't that, it's basically Scooby Doo logic. Hey, the, and so, bro, did yeah, I not say that? Yeah, yeah. Yo, when, during the end, the Red Queen kills seven times. One that's revealed to be like the um, Tobias is like one of I don't even know that one. Someone in yeah. that family. I was like, I like, and I wouldn't have gotten, I would have gotten away with it. With, 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 yeah. like, with some few meddling kids or whatever. It's and they of, literally do the thing where it's like, oh, and what if it was a man dressed up as somebody <laughs> else and took off? And and it is, and it's like absolutely. It's like a rip I think, I think the more you watch Giallo, the, the less capable you are of guessing who it is. Like, um, at, at, at this at this point, like, a, like I've seen I've seen most of like most of like the big Argentos and like another Bob and like a couple of other you know things here and there. Um, and it yeah, it, it just like doesn't make any like uh, like left turns can come from anywhere. Oh yeah. No, but it's no, logical, but it's so fun in a way to be surprised that way. You know what I mean? Like no, exactly. So so like um, so it's just it's literally just the like the purest spectacle, and that's what's so great about it. Uh, we're 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 just like we're just like we're just amazed at everything because like the movie is basically like a you know uh, the director like jingling his keys in front of us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Um, well, I think that's a good time to actually just start talking about the movies, right? Yeah. So, um, chronologically, as we, as we usually do, let's start with Black Sabbath, which is, um, I'll read the, what's up? Can I just say that, like, this is kind of a very interesting, like, timeline that we've chosen. It is. So, like, um, we, we've basically seen sort of, like, we, like, despite... Um, Inferno and uh, and I guess like uh, Sabbath not being technically giallo, uh, like but we we sort of see like the the scope of like the evolution of like the Italian horror movie, yeah. you know, in 
throughout this like our selection here. So so we go from like what sixty three to eighty. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good it's a good chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, and I have to say, uh, I was a little surprised that they're all pretty damn different. I would say there's a lot of similarities in the style of Plumage and Red Queen. Um, right. Not like an over amount, but like they're more in the same lineage than Inferno and uh, Sabbath. But they all felt pretty like startlingly different. Yeah. For being yeah. within the same subgenre, if you want to call it. Yeah. All right. So Black Sabbath. This is uh, a Mario Bava film, and it it's basically. I mean, the the plot description is Karloff, which is Boris Karloff. Uh, interestingly, he introduces uh, tales of a haunted nurse in a ring, uh, mm-hmm. a stalked call girl. And uh, a vampire who is also played, played by, by Boris Karkarlov. In <laughs> um, a really wacky and. Um, the, Boris Karloff introducing this. And, in you know, space? It felt like Star Trek, you know what I mean? And book ending it uh, is, is absolutely bizarre. Would you say. But we, also a treasure. It's, it's great, yeah. It, uh, to, Flash Gordon, you were saying? Yeah, it, like? it, it just, it's oh. got like that supreme campy sensibility. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just a delight to see him, you know, like introduce these like tall tales of fright. Um, yeah. Have y'all seen Targets? Yeah, Peter yeah, Bogdanovich, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, like, he, he, he kind of, like, plays that, like, like I guess he's playing himself, really, mm. like, um, like, uh, that introduction, like, really reminded me of that, like, the story he told, he told as the introduction to the, the screening, before the guy starts, like, yeah. shooting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, <laughs> Like, the, the guy goes to, like, the, the, the city and to avoid death, but, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay. No, I mean, Target's. It's a brilliant little Bogdanovich film. Um, but I think it's better. Than, I prefer it to the Last Picture Show. Really? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about. No, that. no, no. I, I think the Last Picture Show is his magnum opus. Yes, 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 yes. But like, <laughs> I, Targets is. Well, I mean, they're both my kind of movie to be honest. I do like the yeah. kind of like coming of age. Is it kind of a hangout movie? Last Picture Show. At times. It's, all, it's kind of like an old yeah. rural He's version of Daisy and Confused, like to be strong. honest. I wouldn't say Jeff Bridges as Wooderson. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's, it's a movie. I, I like both of them a lot. I mean, why compare them? But um, Black Sabbath, a little, a few of my notes on this one. Uh, I love I love Karloff and space and everything, but I got to say, <laughs> it was excruciatingly boring. Like, this one is hard. Yeah. To, it was really hard to sit through. Like... I didn't have a problem sitting through the other ones, I would say. Inferno kind of tested me a little bit. But Black Sabbath, man, like, for being, like, the way he introduces it, you're like, oh, man, it's going to be some fun, pulpy, like, kind of silly and it's just genre stories. So and it's just, like, stale. people talking and, like, going through, like, melodrama and, and losing babies yeah. and... And like writing letters, very and, dry sets where you can like. Oh man, I kind of like that. I kind of liked how it all. You know, obviously the end. Uh, like, yeah, third, I like. I like the third that. story set, what? like the most. What's yeah, up? The third. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said. Oh okay. The the third uh third uh stories set. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that one was the strongest, especially since like the actual. They they did a really good job on them on like the face makeup there because like yeah, it was right. actually frightening despite the. You you seen the twist coming? Yeah. But like it's like um, I I like I found myself like actually having a reaction as opposed to the rest <laughs> of the movie where I didn't have. One, oh my god! Know? The first chapter was like all in like one drab looking apartment, and mm. like I had no clue what was going on. And like the woman was calling her in the beginning, and then like she gets there, and then she, they both get murdered. Uh, she doesn't get murdered. 
the woman yeah. and the man get murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it was like why why it's is like this a reverse logic? It didn't even it. fit in because there's nothing like supernatural about it. There was nothing like mythological about it. Because one was about van- like Russian. I mean, I guess there's like the mystery aspect to it. But it was but so boring. Like, like I didn't oh, care, and she survives in the end. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the closest to to the giallo genre that the that that um that the movie gets. You know. Oh, about Giallo movies too. Why is every villain introduced without being shown with black leather gloves on? Like, oh, like that's a staple. Want to know a fun fact? Yeah. Um, so, so like in all the Dario Argento movies, he is the one in that trench coat and the the hat and the the gloves. Like he's oh. the one that's like, that's yeah. Uh, Damn. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's like a that's a motif of the genre that like is still present today when you, you watch like. I know, they, like, I remember in Fabric having, like, allusions to, you know, the, like, leather-clad, like, murder, um, and it, it just, like, became a staple of, like, it, when you think of the murder slash villain in any Jello film, that, that's immediately what pops in, like, leather glove, knife in hand. Red coats, laughing hysterically, and, like, kind of, like, tapping out of the frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I have to say, while I found this, I know you like the third story of Black Sabbath the most, Leo. But I, I actually like the second one the most. Even though it kind of got... Boris Yeah, and I felt it had the most, like, panache. You know what I mean? It, it, felt, it had the most showmanship. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt the most interesting. Especially, like, once, like, the, the baby, like, is killed and everything. And, like, Boris Karl- Karloff, like, shows up and everyone gets killed. And, I, I, don't know, I, I love the title of the second... The borderline. Yeah, also, like... like that's, that's a cool, like, angle yeah, of mythology to jump into. What's it called again? The Vertilac. The Vertilac. Which is, yeah. like, this Russian, oh, like, yeah. vampire. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, uh, and and from that angle, like the the like kid coming back uh, to life and, and like haunting them, and, and it actually being Boris Karloff, like that was, that was engaging and like uh, pulpy in the in the same way like uh, a campfire story is. Yeah, and it kind of pulled a um, uh, taste of cherry and kind of broke the the fourth wall at the end, and just like. I think it was kind of weird. It didn't like feel. I liked it a lot, but it didn't. Really, it kind of just came out of nowhere. You you mean the like film as a whole? Yeah. No. no when when he's just kind of like they pull yeah, out. No, he's like, on a fake horse and everything. Yeah, I was like, uh, I liked oh, it. It was, yeah, like, yeah. it was like, but it kind of just felt like a little gimmick. I was like, wait, what? Like, but I guess it makes sense because all the sets like genuinely looked fake. Like, yeah, that's on what purpose. we were talking about. It whether there was this like, uh, I don't know, like break the fourth wall theatricality to it that kind of like comes together in that zooming out at the end and it, it makes you like reconsider the whole like uh film and it and it's like production design and whatnot but i also don't know if i should be attributing like that much uh to like uh what what is like at face value like these pulpy tales of the night so it, it's an interesting like way to like end the film um right. and take it in either direction but yeah I love Karloff's like hysterical laugh at the end, <laughs> and like everyone's just kind of laughing. as like, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of just left me a little baffled. You know what I mean, same with the Taste of Cherry ending too. I, I think we're, I think it's just like embracing that's basically a campfire story. Yeah, just like yeah. I guess uh, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that all of these movies kind of except, except Inferno, which is why I think Inferno is the least interesting to mm-hmm. me. Like I think that at least. I, Maybe Black Sabbath was pretty boring too, but I thought I thought Black Sabbath had some interesting aspects of it. I thought that Inferno was the least interestingly executed. I think that the reason why I I prefer Crystal Plumage and Red Queen, not to call them just a like camp, which I mean they are very campy, but they kind of embrace what they're going for, mm-hmm. which I kind of I, I think it allowed the movie just to kind of have fun and and have a, like a free ride and a free pass to do whatever the fuck they wanted, you know. 
yeah. Like, Red Queen is just is one of the most fun movies ever made, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I have seen that movie, like, six times. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, anything else on Black Sabbath? Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. We, can, we can move forward. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of dying to talk about The, the Bird of the Crystal Plumage. Because yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. All right, I think Nicholas was your favorite one, right? This was my favorite you one. want to start off the conversation? Just, uh, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about it, like, as Argento's directorial debut, and I was just stunned by, like, the amount of, like, bold stylistic choices made on for every single shot in it, and you, to have these, like, colors pop, and and the, like, red paint blood, like, uh, <laughs> the red paint blood, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's such a vibrant, uh, picture, and it, it's not, you know, entrenched in, in the supernatural as his later films would be, it's, it's much more about, you know, the human aspect of, like, a stalker or a murderer on the loose. It's a much more um, traditional giallo, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, it is, uh, and there's this great little anecdote, uh, about um, like when when the the film had been completed and you know they were ready to distribute it and the producer was like having second thoughts on it. Argento's father went to the uh, the studio, right? yeah, and you know confronted the producer about it. But first he saw his secretary was like shivering. He was like, "What happened to you?" And she was like, "Oh, I just watched." Uh, your son's film and he like went up to the producer and was like see like this is frightening people like he like managed what he wanted to do he executed it like you have to release this film he's like alright <laughs> and, it, and it went on to you know launch his career so yeah. Yeah. I was surprised like that the bird wasn't like a central like part of the movie yeah like, oh, yeah, I was, I was like, expecting well, like a flock when of birds bird gonna come in and just, like, <laughs> like one shot like at the end of the movie which is kind of funny it is a very pretty bird i didn't expect it like, yeah like that but yeah yeah uh, i gotta say i was very disappointed with to- the one thing i didn't like about this movie is tony musante because i was a big fan of his and sergio Kubitschi's the mercenary uh which is like, one of my all-time favorites and i think he's great in that with franco nero but in this he's just uh, and i and i know he dubbed it he, he did his own line so it's ever it's it's just his performance is so bad like the way like he kept like he like it, when he first witnesses the the murder at the beginning of the movie and the lady just keeps saying oh no oh no oh no and like he's just i don't know it was just it was so weird like, <laughs> Well, what was the was it, the murder like karate chops her like you're going to die it was it oh oh yeah no, it, he stabs her no, oh yeah no, no it was when he's like well, that scene when he's like underneath the spiky um when Tony Misante's under he's being uh, the, the art oh, piece yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like you're yeah. going to die yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the police guy just comes up and like karate chops her from the yeah, back yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think it just has to do with like like bad translation or something like that yeah. like like maybe what, yeah. what it, like the the script is just like like so well it, it's kind of like when yeah like when a foreign person like writes in english or like when when someone doesn't write in their native language like it just seems like very strange like, yeah it does yeah. Like, and especially because like uh the uh, the main character is like oh i'm, I'm an american and like he li- yeah. literally has like an italian accent you know yeah well tony Masante is american um, oh he is yeah yeah but he speaks italian too i think um, but he was an American-born actor. Um, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I feel like the same issue pop up in Inferno. No, I mean, the same <laughs> issues pop up in my favorite movie, Stick. Fistful of Dollars has some weird, like, translations, too. You know what I mean? Like, it, all, the, right. all these um, uh, Italian-dubbed movies 
that are put into English have these weird little um, lines that kind of make you scratch your head. Um, another thing is just we got to talk about that opening. I put it on my Instagram. Um, the opening scene. Oh, with, I haven't seen that one. Uh, where the murderer like is like you know, do you remember the opening of Crystal Plumage like where the murderer is like writing yeah. that note and it cuts to the victim and as he's taking pictures of her and Marconi's music it's like a death chant lullaby is like so, so amazing good. like the guitar comes in and the, the woman like kind of saying la 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 it's, and that comes back time and time it again does. it just becomes more haunting oh, with each, yeah. like with each kill that accumulates it's yeah um, that's how I it, just, go ahead do, this, do you know what other movie that that score is used in. I thought you death proof. Like, is it death proof? Yeah, yeah. The, he yeah. literally takes the whole scene and just reuses it, as he does, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that Tarantino has been like the completely just scraped and like with a with a, with a spoon at the Italian exploitation. Like, oh yeah, he, he <laughs> but not just Italian. Like, he, he nah, but mostly Italian. Like, yeah, but, mostly. But, <laughs> revolver, every spaghetti western. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, I also liked the the painter stuff. Mm, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that was kind of funny. Um, oh yeah, that was. How do you feel about the collector, like the guy running the shop, and he has like creepy little accent? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a weird character. Yeah. Also, the the pimp scene was weird. Like, <laughs> what what was that about? Like the so long, you know? Like he, he has like a stutter, but always says so long. Like you're just supposed to accept that. You're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there are some bizarre like characters that uh, pop into these films. Uh, um, that are, that, yeah, but they like kind of make sense within the context. Of, yeah, it just uh, makes the movie seem material. all the more like wacky and seedy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I love the scene like where he's trying to sell Tony Misanta's character as painting like two hundred thousand. He's like leaving yeah. and just like, uh, what does he go? Hundred thousand, five, fifty thousand. He just yeah. throws the painting out of the window. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and anything else on Bird of Crystal Plumage? And, 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 I mean, have we touched upon how, like, beautiful it looks? Oh, Victoria Star. I think that was that what it was that? Because, I mean, I know he did Apocalypse Now. Was that one of his earlier films? I feel like it is, just because it's not, like, as... Um, Startlingly beautiful not, or Like, whatever. stylistically, like, yeah. you know, reminiscent of Star and it's mm-hmm. And it looks more like just a, like a... Not, like, just in it, just a Giallo movie. But it, it looks like, it has, like, the, the workings of, like... Italian camera work from around yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. that era. Um, so I, I, I guess like he would be like he would still be developing his style around around this time. For sure, it yeah. Seems like it. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great camera work. But yeah, it's it's nothing like you know one from the heart or Apocalypse no, Now. Yeah, I gotta say, so we can talk about more more about Morricone. I mean, I, we did an episode about him the week that he passed. Um, he was a big deal for me. I mean, I. I still can't believe he's gone, but like, if if you at least think about it, like everyone like no, like he has such a wide range of scores, you know what I mean, like, but like, um, not only does he have a wide range of them, they all sound so different, you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to believe that like a guy, this guy did like Cinema Paradiso and the Mission, and the Thing. I mean, obviously John Carpenter guy did the Thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah. um, and then does like these like, not I, I would it's a pretty popular movie now, but these small like. Giallo films, you know what I mean? Like he was everywhere. I mean, but, and he's able to jump into each genre with such a specific sure. angle yes. that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, it just, I mean, 
his sound ends up in, encapsulating what that feel is. Because he he did in retrospect. He also did the the I think it was an Argento film, Cat on Nine Tails. Yeah, yeah. He did that one too. Uh, and there's a great track called Paranoia Prima. That's really great. But it sounds nothing at all that he's ever like. Of no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, um, yeah he, I, I, and I, I just testament to like how, like he's able to like fully immerse himself like, in one project and like create yeah. something that generally reflects that instead because, of just like using the same style for a variety of things because I really think he throws himself into the movie like you look at like uh, like like the more like wild I mean I'm not to say he's not widely celebrated he full 100% is but like a guy like Hans Zimmer or like John Williams right especially yeah. Hans Zimmer recently you know they have whatever movie they're working on they still have the same sound every time they kind of just bring okay. their sound right and I don't have a problem with that I actually like Hans Zimmer's kind of like overbearing IMAX since you know they kind of just fuck with your ears and like <laughs> but uh, and John Williams always has like the same like emotionally like testing like trumpet blares you know what I mean and uh, heavy orchestral themes you know um, very humble but I think Morricone because just he kind of just throws himself into the movie and makes himself sort of malleable to what the movie is about and thinks about the movie first and not so much his own style you know yeah yeah I don't yeah. know. I, 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 with each film that I watch of his that I didn't know he composed or something, I just have an even bigger sense of appreciation for him. Yeah, I could spend a whole episode just fucking. We already did. We yeah, did, we, we did, did like do another one. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is a good time to switch over to my favorite and one of my favorite movies ever, The Red Queen Kills Seven Times. Yeah. What a movie. Heard about this? What a movie. Came into contact with it via math. Uh, yeah, it's delightful. It is so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, some of the like some of the best like some of the best camera work of before. You know. Oh yeah, that that one photography scene of Kitty in the park. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. And that one shot of the, um, ki- the like kaleidoscope. Shot oh, yeah, those are too. so good. But the one shot. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, like her shooting with the Hasselblad and like like all the yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. The opening yeah. credits she seems are beautiful. The castle and everything, the, yeah, the yeah. gothic element of it. This is the most gothic one, I would say. And then also, mm-hmm. I love the shot of the Red Queen running like in a wide down the hallway with the knife. You know what I mean? That was a very cool shot. Yeah. Also, like I don't know how they did this, but like every every time like you see the red the Red Queen, you, like you see her face, but you also don't see her face. Like it's really weird. You know, like, you, you can never tell what she looks like, despite, like, yeah. her face being on. That's true, and... so we're kind of put in the position of, of the of the witnesses, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's kind of yeah. interesting. Even though I guess we figure out... Don't, do we figure out that it, it is 100% Evelyn? Or, like, do we have to figure that out? I forget. Yeah, yeah we figure I, it out. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. Uh, eventually... the There's the mask reveal. Exactly. No, no, I mean, that's at the end. I know at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, um... Yeah. Shit, hold on, there's a loud noise outside of our apartment. Let's wait for a second. Very thin walls. Yeah. <laughs> where where are you in New York, by the way? I'm in Alfred City. Oh, nice. Uh, it's not, not too far. <laughs> Alright, I think they're gone. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I love um, Evelyn's death scene in this movie. Um, when they're just fighting or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, okay, first of all, these GL films, especially Red Queen... Great to watch with like a, with a group of people or an audience, you know what I mean? Because like you just have such a good time, kind of laugh and everything. The scene when Kitty and Evelyn are fighting in that flashback, and they're kind of just, like thrashing back and forth, holding each other by the head, and then she lightly touches her head against. Yeah, exactly. Them, and it's like smashes back in her neck, snaps. Not to that, but then she's it, it, like, like the blood comes out. Yeah, she oh, falls yeah. into it, like all the blood in giallo films, and not even just giallo films, also in spaghetti westerns. 
The red blood just looks like paint. It's so good. <laughs> it looks like it's paint oozing out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder. I had to look up what kind of what kind of substance they used. It looks really like paint. Yeah. But then I wonder I, when I it comes. Pizza, <laughs> yeah, honestly. There was like a there was like a stylistic choice to use like fake looking blood. And oh, I stuff. love it too. Yeah, yeah, I love and it. That um, kind of like switched in like the like eighties or nineties. Like people wanted to use more realistic looking stuff, but. I, I appreciate the theatrical blood. I, yeah, I love that yeah it makes it feel like more like a play, you know what I mean? I love plays, it was a play, um, would do the uh, the Red Cloth, you know, in the new yeah. Kaufman movie. Yeah. That, like, no, and I, was, I was thinking even like Godard and the French New Wave guys use the like oh, yeah, fake it's, red. It's, but, and it's the, gray or whatever yeah, in their films. Yeah, to just yeah. like showcase like the theatricality of it. And, and I think maybe it shows out, it stands out more too. Um, yeah, it has to do with like the like the lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the color of the film itself, like how it captures red. Yeah. Can we just talk about Bruno Nicolai for a second? Because Bruno Nicolai was actually the, before he did, uh, before he, he was a very renowned genre film composer. Like he did like uh, all the Django's. You know how Django had like 12 sequels to the original like Franco Nero one? It's like Django Returns, Django Kills Twice, <laughs> Django yeah. Prepare a Coffin, you know what I mean? Uh, he did all of those. Um, then there's this great movie that he scored. Um, ugh, fuck. Um, I forgot it now, but it was really... Anyways, he was very prolific, but before that, he was Ennio Morricone's arranger. So, like, he worked... He's kind of his protege. And you can kind of hear a similarity in some of their scores. Like, this one is very, like, nerve-jangling, and it's, like, so theatrical, and it's got, like, gothic elements. Like, the main theme is so beautiful. Um, I'm actually using it as the ending uh, credits music for my my new film. Um, But it's, like, it's so catchy. And they play it, like, in the weird... Like, it's kind of also kind of joyful. It's, like, it's very gleeful. It just... It's like the movie. It's very playful. Yeah, and there's yeah. a scene like when like they're like, it's kind of a serious scene, but it's them like driving in the countryside, mm-hmm. and then there's like this jazz music, and it turns oh, into yeah, yeah, yeah. it <laughs> turns into like this this jangling like bop of a song, you know? And I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. I see what you're going for. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, the, this plot is so ridiculous. There's so many. It felt like Pirates of the Caribbean at, at World's End. Everyone was like backstabbing each other, and there's so many different things yeah, to keep going for. Like, uh, it's like okay, so like. This person wants to backstab that person to get control of this company. I don't fucking care. You know what I mean? They just, yeah, I, I like. I was like, I, everyone's I, like crying <laughs> for like. Seriously, like, the, all this like, Hans, yeah. the fashion mogul, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and the movie just completely switches gears too, because like, the first like, thirty minutes is all about Tobias and like the sisters and everything, and then it just becomes completely about like the fashion industry and everything and photography. And I was like, <laughs> and then it just descends into like madness. Yeah. Chaos. Also, I, I I found a lot of similarities between Temple of Doom and Last Crusade to this movie. It was like the scene like when <laughs> oh, yeah, Kitty yeah. is like going down, there's all the bugs and everything. And you know, you remember, and then Last Crusade when she's like wondering yeah, Venice, the rats. the rats and the tomb yeah, of yeah. Uh, of the knights and everything. I was like, there's no shot that Steven Spielberg must have watched this movie, right? Oh, absolutely. I think yeah, so. I think it's, it's it's uncanny. Like it, 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 I don't know. I I would be very surprised if he hadn't. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I hated also. Um, what's his face? That that main character. What's his name? Norman. I want to say his name is Norman. Was it? No, no was I it? Can, I can bear. Oh, yeah. the like the like the. The, the main the guy, like, male character, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that they think. Oh, also, Freddie Mercury was in this movie. <laughs> he was uh, the police officer. No, I'm joking. No, no, I'm joking. The main police officer looked uh, exactly like Freddie Mercury. It was uncanny. You didn't see yeah. that when you watched oh, the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I knew he like, he was like ringing a bell. Oh yeah. Though yeah. no, Freddie Mercury is actually in the movie. It was his acting debut. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, straight from Zimbabwe or whatever he was from. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. What else? Um, 
Oh, also the opening scene with the the, uh, the little girl Evelyn as a child, like I am the Red Queen, Kitty oh. is the Black Queen, I am the Red Queen, Kitty is the Black Queen, stabbing the doll and everything. What a great opening credit scene! There's like, uh, he think he's like, I never want to tell you this story, but I'm gonna have to. Yeah. And he tells <laughs> the story and then like, go yeah. on, play. Even though like, she just had a knife in her hand and was stabbing a replica doll, and then she tells the maid who was like yeah, missing for thirty minutes. The credit sequence is so good, but like he looks up, it's so dramatic. He's like. And he looks up to the painting and like it, and the music cues and everything. It it has it it has like a perfect sense of like cinematic style. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like um, it feels like a movie. It knows it's a movie. You know what I mean? And yeah. it kind of yeah. relishes relishes that. There's also a certain charm with it. Um, I like I don't know if you've seen the movie. Uh, I think it's the eyes of. Uh, it's it's by the guy who directed the fifth Star Wars. It's like the eyes of. Oh, Irvin Kershner. There's some. Yeah. It's like, like he he made a Giallo movie. Did he? Uh, yeah, in wow. in like the eighties, and it's basically kind of a very like a very similar plot where it's like this fashion designer is getting hunted by a killer in New York, mm-hmm. um, and, and like the the plot is like insane and like it's also like you know unintelligible and like uh, I'm not gonna spoil it or anything, but it, yeah, <laughs> it, like I, I think there's a certain charm to like like the italians making making these movies especially yeah. like the with like the bad translations the campiness and whatnot that I, I don't know it just doesn't like come across as like correct and and like and sort of like a natural tongue you know like the giallo as a as a genre is just so like kind of like asynchronous and theatrical that like that like applying like the, the sort of like studio system to to uh to make like a more polished thing i think would like lose a lot of like you know charm and and like the the, the main drive for giallo yeah, yeah for sure yeah yeah um also i mean can we talk about how like abruptly the movie ends too <laughs> red queen yeah 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 i mean like it's like it what they figured out that the what's her name the, was yeah. like was behind all of it evelyn is yeah. dead then the guy they get taken away in like hospital cars and then it just pans away to the sky and I'm like wait yeah. what? There's yeah. no aftermath. Yeah, it, 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 what was that Kirshner movie called? Uh, yeah. I, I looked it up. It's like the, the eyes of eyes uh, of Laura Mars. Laura Mars. Yeah, not Veronica Mars. Has Kenny seen it? Yeah, he has. Glenn Kenny, of course. Yeah. But the first review I saw from David Jenkins, Who's The Low White Lies, oh. is. I literally have no idea what was going on in this movie. I mean, that's kind of... I think that's the job of a Giallo movie. It's kind of just to make sure you have no idea what's going on and just kind of thrill you with sensational, like, visuals and music and yeah. style. And if you, want a good, if you want a good parody of a Giallo movie, there's a movie called The Editor. The Editor? Yeah. Oh, damn. Wow. Um, yeah, it kind of takes the tropes and just, like, carry... Like, makes just makes it a comedy. So, like, you, you get kind of, like, the... The ridiculous like sexism and the like the the overblown like killing and the just nonsensical plot just kind of all put in one like yeah. thing. I think it's like a, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a Lloyd Kaufman production. A what? A Roy Kaufman? A Lloyd Lloyd Kaufman. Do you know the Lloyd Kaufman? I'm not familiar with who is he. It's like um, like the Toxic Avenger people. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. It's like Mondo. Um, yeah, and and even more recently, I, I watched Peter Strickland's uh, In Fabric, Fabric last year. Love In Fabric. I well, yeah, it's because it you know it carries with that tradition of, of delivering with something that's you know so shocking and so mesmerizing. Uh, 
in both in terms of like music and visuals mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's also interrogating these like conventions that have been portrayed in, in giallo time and time again like mm-hmm. you mentioned with like the sexism and you know the just how like the murders are created and uh, all this like sexual tension that's there a lot yeah. of sexual tension, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with that one main male character in Red Queen. Like, he was sleeping with every, like, female protagonist. And they all made them look exactly the same. Like, they were all blonde, yeah. the exact same, like, bob haircut. And, like, from the back, they all look the same, you know? Like, a smart yeah. move, you know? Like, making your lead actress look exactly, like, similar to... Like, every single ...the two other characters, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I always had to double-check. Like, I was like, is this this person? Yeah. Or, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know who, like, who got murdered and who's still alive. Yeah, I also love how, like, obvious they are about, like, revealing shit. Like, the, the necklace that she wears and everything, remember that? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and then, then, like, it immediately cuts to... Her uh, wearing the necklace or no, whatever. No, but to him being like, oh, the necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if I'm not mistaken, I think he actually says, oh, the necklace, or something of that sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it honestly looked like a different necklace in the photo, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, also, what do you guys think about like the, the choice to make the Red Queen just like laugh hysterically as she's running away from all her murders? It kind of turned me off a little bit. This is the one one of the aspects I don't like about the movie. It's, really? I'm like I fully. Yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? I mean but, like, it, it's just like so uh, maniacal. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But, yeah. 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 I got a kick out of it. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's move on to Inferno. Um, in my opinion, probably the least... In- I-, I think maybe because it's like an 80s movie, it kind of just feels more modern and less kind of like... less campy than the others. You know, it feels more like... If I had less... I had the least amount of fun of it, I think. Yeah, with Inferno, like... It- it's Suspiria too, and it feels like them trying to like remake Suspiria in... now that it's like, gained more not- notoriety. Yeah. Um, which... Yeah, so... It is part of a trilogy. Um, the last one is, was made in 2007, despite like them alluding that Tenebra is the is a sequel mm. of the third or the, the last one in the trilogy. Uh, T- T- Tenebra is an actual Giallo movie, while yeah. Inferno like is more of a um, you know like a supernatural influence, kind of like the the, the whole witch stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, before we start talking about it, um, I'm going to just introduce what the movie's about. Uh, Inferno is a Dario Argento film. And it's about Rose Elliott, a young poet in Rome, uh, murdered after she reads a Latin book that tells the supernatural story of the three mothers. Her brother, Mark, what a name. Oh, we're going to talk about Mark Damon. In, ah, true. We will I in a second. Mark Damon. Damon. Her brother, Mark, investigates her murder, and after his friend Sarah is killed, heads for New York. I mean, that's just, it, it's gripping, you know? It's, I feel gripped by that long Well, line. yeah, what, I enjoyed the, like, you know, global, like, scope of this Yeah, film, after watching like, this and Tenet, you know, I had my fair share of globe-trotting yeah, antics, you know? from New York and, and Rome, and, <laughs> and each one has all these, like, such, like, kooky characters and, like, very, like, lived-in uh, environment. We jumped like seven different characters in the first like forty minutes it's of the movie. Wild. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, here's this person slice. Here's that person through the neck. Oh, she's leaving through the back. You know, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like it felt just like so like violent and um, contrarian. You know, what I mean, I, I never seen that many main. Ca- I, f- I fuck because every single time a new character is introduced, like the girl finds a letter. I thought she was gonna be the main character because I didn't read the the, the log line. It's like, um, so it's like, oh yeah, man, like let's follow her, and I kind of get invested in the story, and she gets killed. You know, it's like psycho, yeah. but like. Not as good and not well, as special. Not as good, but I meant in that like shifting your perspective. No, but with no <laughs> the reason that works so effectively is because uh, is it who's it? Is Vera Miles? Is that the name of the actress? I, I'm What's her name? The character's name in Psycho again. Uh, the blonde one. Cannot remember for the life of me right now. It is. Yeah, Marion Crane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Vera Miles. Yeah, uh, no, it's Janet Lee. Janet Lee, because it's Jamie Lee Curtis's mo- yeah. mom. Um, yeah, so the reason that works so effectively, even though she's killed off, is because we spend the whole half movie with her, and then she gets killed off. Like, we're only following her. We follow her, steal the money from her employer's escape, you know, she meets Norman, and then she gets killed off. That's why that's so cool and almost abrasive, you know? But, mm-hmm. um, in Inferno, we just kind of hopscotch over all these different characters, and I mean, like, here's one, here's two, slice, slice, slice. Mm-hmm. It, it feels maniacal, but I feel it, it works. I was, I'm not complaining about it. It definitely works. But it, it was just, I was kind of taken by surprise, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I find it incredible how much he, like, immersed himself in, like, the witch lore of it this time yeah. around. Oh, yeah, very like, supernatural. The, yeah. the building, especially at the end, it, it, it you know, it, it, it's crazy. With, like, everything's on fire, and she, like, reveals yeah. her true self. Uh, yeah, like, um, a mirror. And yeah. Stuff. Can we talk about Argento's lighting, too? Because, like, I, I, um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen Suspiria in full. Um, which I know is like a big like thing, you know, everyone talks about this. Yeah, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, that one and I told Nico my two biggest like watch list movies are uh, Mishima and um, Paul Schrader's movie and uh, Suspiria. I, I know. I, I need to see. I heard it's so good. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really dislike Mishima. Oh really? Are you at all a Paul Schrader fan? I like I like some Paul Schrader movies. I haven't seen like a ton. I really like First Reform. First Reform was so good. And his really new movie is like called The Cow Hunter with the Oscar Isaac, which looks pretty good. Um, but anyways, back to uh, uh, the lighting. Um, I thought it looked kind of weird in uh, Black Sabbath, but I realized it's kind of a style now. It's like kind of like weird sets with like really bright like neon blue and red. Like it, it it's it kind of remind, reminded me of what kind of Panos Cosmatos was doing with Mandy. Oh yeah, yeah. It felt a little. Have you seen Mandy, Leo? I haven't. No. Yeah, oh, I, I highly recommend. Mandy's awesome. Um, it kind of felt like a little bit of that. If you know um, that kind of bright neon stage lighting. Mm-hmm. Although I think Mandy's is done a little bit more cinematically than Dario Argento's. Is. I think Dario Argento's looks like stage lighting, very theatrical. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. And maybe that's yeah. more to like the evolution of the craft. But for yeah, sure, there, yeah. There's definitely. Uh, there's definitely a focus on color in every Giallo film. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a prominent uh, staple of of the genre. Um, yeah, we'd be remiss to like not talk about it. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's like a more like stylistic choice. I don't think like there are any like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Um, I I I personally really like it. It um it's it's just like one of those. One of those things where, like, you can see like a, a guy just like playing with uh, playing with light, and I always like appreciate that. And um, uh, and and like actually has a language behind his life. Um, not to say that like it works to terrify me, but I just appreciate it from like a you know a filmmaker compositional perspective. It's just yeah. like 
it's just kind of like interesting to see someone just go like all out and like make a, make a, a frame like basically rainbow you know yeah yeah um to me it's it's more about like really making the moment memorable um uh, and you know because of like these like very present stylistic choices you know they 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 have a certain like vibrancy that just kind of like sticks with you and you know if such emphasis wasn't put in the contrast between like a red and a blue or, or a red and black you know it, it would just be like any other uh murder portrayed on film but there's something that just pops with um argento and baba uh, that makes the film so memorable yeah i gotta say another memorable aspect was kind of taking me a surprise i love the score the score yeah it's very uh, electronic. Like, was it Goblin who did it? Because like I know well, Goblin did a lot the of the The thing story. is, like Goblin did the score for Suspiria, but did not come back for Inferno, which, it, I, which is why I think it's you know a lesser score than Suspiria's, but it's still in the same vein. Uh, I, I don't know exactly who made who did it. It's the, very electronic and eighties feeling, but there was that one scene when, um, what's her name? What's the actress's name? Um, I have it written down. Um. Oh yeah, so there's a scene when uh, Eleonora Georgie, the student that gets killed like five minutes later, and she mm-hmm. finds the letter in the uh, Roman classroom, the classroom in Rome, and it cuts to her right in the cab, and it's pouring rain. It was so like so loud, and it was, I was vibing with it. But I don't know. Well, I had no idea this was the case, but apparently Keith Emerson did the score, who's like you know the pioneer of like synthy. Music. I would say Tangerine Dream is pretty much up there. It is Sorcerer in seventy seven, you know. Yeah, but that's pretty freaking great. I know, it's pretty awesome, yeah. Um Yeah, but um I gotta say the sound mixing in this movie, I don't know if it was just my T V or my like we spent like a good amount in the speaker system here. It was like I had to keep turning it down and like the music was so much louder than the dialogue. I felt like I was watching a Christopher Nolan movie, you know, like I couldn't understand what they were saying. But then the music was so loud so like I had to keep changing it, you know what I mean? Like it's like um, you know that scene in Interstellar where um, he's driving <laughs> when, he's, <laughs> when he's driving away and the rockets are going off to like, oh, three, yeah, yeah. two, one and it's like Hans Zimmer's like Nyeh! and then she's like Murph, Murph and he's driving away and like, you can't hear anything and, like, yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like a video on YouTube like where they had like IMAX subwoofers playing as that scene and it blew out all the candles at once <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was so I saw a Tenet bro it was I mean the First of all, I mean, Nolan dialogue is shit, but I still want to hear it. I couldn't hear anything, dude. It was so confusing. Like, every line was, like, m- mixed out, and the music was so intrusively loud. And I, Inferno felt like that. It really did. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in the scenes, like, when they were just talking intimately. But whenever there was music or, like, loud sound effects, the music and sound effects were, like, so piercingly loud, and I couldn't hear anything. But um, Inferno has one of my favorite kills in cinema history, that being the Central Park rats... And if the rats yeah. weren't enough, you get the, like, hot dog venture back and, like, <laughs> just mercy make kills sure them. the deed is done. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I love how he keeps going. He, as he's getting eaten alive, he goes, the rats are eating me alive. The rats are eating me alive. I'm like, thanks. I think he'd be, it's like being burned alive. Like, have you seen Heaven Knows What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the scene where it, 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 when Elio was being burned alive, he was saying, "Help! I'm being burned alive!" And being like, he wouldn't say that. You know? 
I don't know, but it, it feels right in this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, that was a great death, but the death that really shocked me is like when he goes to fix the uh, electricity when the, the, the record player keeps turning off in the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he comes back, he's like a knife stuck in his throat, and he's just gargling yeah. blood. I was like, I like that a lot. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, Argento's always been very uh, innovative when it yeah. comes to, like, yeah. the, the, the death. Uh, yeah, at the least you can say about, like, every Argento movie, like, even if it's not great because he does have a lot of like yeah um is that like you can act you can always take something away from like either the special effects or the kills yeah definitely. and and that's what i really appreciate about watching this movie yeah inferno wasn't the greatest but like i had i had a a lot of fun like watching like actually just watching it you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um well, well I mean, i'm do- really excited because uh and i don't know if this is like fully confirmed but i remember back in like april i'd say there was this uh, article circling around where it was like daft punk like announces they're coming out of retirement to score dario argento's new film and wait like, daft punk is in retirement and dario argento is still alive yeah and argento yeah. being like yeah like they've seen all my movies like i'm so psyched they're gonna go on daft punk like some, like, some person like, all alive and it's just like you got to get to get lucky <laughs> well no i mean Daft. i mean thomas I put, put, like, have done like scores for gaspar noe Oh, like, well, like, Gaspar Noah kind of uses some weird, not weird, but like genre bending music. Yeah, yeah no, like, I, I think it fits the, you know the the stylings of of whatever Argento may have come up with in the last yeah, yeah, like, like, many years. Like uh, yeah, I, I just keep men- mentioning other movies, but uh, if you watch Deep Red, like you yeah. see kind of like the disconnect really watch that, or, yeah. and uh, and like the. Uh, um, like what's what's going on but like it, it's it's like weirdly works yeah that, it's a yeah i i feel like daft punk would be like perfect yeah. for like our gender work with especially now like I, I really haven't seen like any of his newer movies i didn't know he was still making films yeah he's still he's still going damn he's kind of like italian clint eastwood he's not a conservative <laughs> i don't i don't know because I, I mean maybe Diane he always stuck to uh the genre so conservative in that sense yeah um we still have the black gloves in this movie i was very happy to see yeah. that one cut of the black gloves uh cutting the paper uh children yeah i love oh, that i yeah. love that was a beautiful shot also um i love there's one scene when the student is like talking to her husband or whatever or her boyfriend um eleanor georgie's character and like she's like talking in an american accent and then like when she says so what do you believe in um, when the, you know he's talking I don't believe in like superstitions she's talking about like the three mothers or whatever this yeah, yeah, yeah. book and he's like I don't believe in that hocus pocus you know or mm-hmm. Han Solo and Star Wars one or whatever kind of stuff <laughs> um, um, and like she <laughs> excuse me she switches to like a Hispanic accent midway excuse me she's like um, talking normally she's like so what do you believe in and I was like whoa <laughs> and he goes oh, yeah, right yeah. back to and you, you must have heard that right it was like like when she talks like Sofia Vergara for like one line and switches right back to like um, <laughs> an American accent. I was like, oh, okay. Also, just the use of cats in the movie is insane. Yeah, uh, there's that one shot with the uh, the close up on the cat mouths, right? That was yeah. cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Any more thoughts on Inferno? Um, I don't know, just the bombastic finale. Yeah. Which I, you know, there's always, you know, yeah, like you're always waiting for that like final like confrontation with the killer in, in any Jello film, but this one just goes you know, the extra mile and everything is like crumbling on top of each other and such revelations are made to where you're just like stunned by the by the whole picture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Leo, any thoughts for you? So, yeah, I mean, like the like the ending is very similar to Suspiria, which is uh, like you know, like everything is. I, I don't remember if the the school crumbles in Suspiria, but like uh, <laughs> it's sort of like that the the like the grotesque witch comes out and stuff, yeah, yeah. and this kind of a similar thing with this. Um, I like uh, and and yeah, just like the ending was like I, I thought like really made the movie. Um, I'm I'm excited to see. I think it's called Trauma. Uh, it's another like it's the third installment in the series. So I didn't even know that it was a trilogy before. Yeah, but... same. I only um um yeah, I only knew about Inferno and Suspiria. But... I feel like on Canopy it said that in the beginning of the movie it said this is part of like a trilogy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. Like, uh, I would like to see how this trilogy uh, ends. Is it, it is apparently it, took, took him until two thousand seven. So nineteen eighty two thousand seven. There wasn't a third one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making other stuff in the meantime. Damn! I didn't yeah. know Dario Argento was this prolific. Yeah, he's he's got Shit. quite the catalog of. I uh, have to browse some of those. Italian yeah, horror I I recommend Tenebra. Yeah, I, I think it's a that, and Deep Red. I haven't seen Deep Red. I've been meaning to watch Tenebra. I've seen Deep Red. Deep and of course, I have to rewatch Suspiria uh, too. Yeah, apparently people say that Deep Red is like his masterpiece, but I didn't really find it that compelling. Yeah, um, I would disagree with that statement too. But I feel like Deep Red is very in line with Crystal Plumage. Well, sure, I guess I'll yeah. love it then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, yeah, I I really like uh, Tenebra, and it's more in line with the uh, the classic Giallo. Mm-hmm. Um, Phenomena is pretty fun. It has like a young Jennifer Connelly in it. Wow. Oh That's shit! Well, her and Italian directors. Uh, she was in Once Upon a Time in America too, as a young True. young Deborah. Um, oh yeah, I, I actually have. That's the one Leone movie I still have yet to watch. You haven't seen it? No, that, oh. like I, I like recently, like Ducky Sucker got on Amazon, and I was like, okay. I'm That's a good movie. That's underrated as fuck. Did you like that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. I like that was... a lot. I like. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird that um, uh, what's his name? Uh. Is playing a Mexican. Yeah, but, Rod Steiger is like in full brown face playing a Mexican. But you know, if you can get past that, it's a really fun. Chem- they got great chemistry. I, I love the plot. I love like the whole. Have you seen it yet? No. I won't spoil it. But um, another great Morricone score. Uh, and I love James Coburn. I love those I, flashbacks. Like, that's honestly one of my like favorite Morricone scores. Oh, yeah. Um, the Sean, Sean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Gila Testa is. Uh, I had the vinyl, I gave it to a, my, my friend. For a graduation gift, um, wow. uh, but it it was it was nice. I paid like thirty bucks for it. Um, but uh, well, it was such a great album, yeah. Um, and it's such, such a weird sound. Like it, it, he uses a lot of weird sounds in that. And the same instrument that he uses in Have you seen a Citizen Above? Uh, what is it called again? The Suspicion. Above Suspicion with yeah, yeah. Uh, Gian Maria Volante. Have you seen that? I, I haven't. No. Yeah, well, he <laughs> uses very a great movie too. He uses very similar instruments. Uh, in the Ducky Soccer score to uh, Elio Petri's movie. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Very nice. great conversation. And I hope that whoever is listening, if you guys haven't seen a lot of Giallo films, if you have Amazon Prime, they're really great with um, having a ton of great genre films on there, yeah, I found, yeah. and a lot of great Italian genre films. Also, if you have uh, you know, library <laughs> access to Canopy. Canopy, yes. Also has a treasure trove of exploitation films from all around the world. Yeah. Yeah, yes. just generally, Canopy has an amazing library. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I think also the reason why they have um, all those films on Amazon is because they made Suspiria, the remake. 
Oh, yeah, that, true, that, that might be true, yeah. yeah. But also, I think they have a lot of great spaghetti westerns. They have, like, a pistol for Ringo. <laughs> they have, like, Revolver, which is a great, like, very rare yeah, uh, Italian crime film uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Oliver Reed and Fabio Testi that, like, I had, like, I had only been able to watch, like, on a very, like, cheap bootleg, you know what I mean? But now they re- restored it and put it on Amazon Prime. I don't know who in Amazon is, like, putting these movies on there. But, like, good for I, them, you know? Also, props to, like, the Arrow video guy. I mean, fuck for, Jeff like, Bezos, but, yeah. For, like, restoring so many of these. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. The Birdo's Crystal Plumage, like, art cover. I gotta stop spending so much on Criterions and start getting me some Arrow videos. On. My next, I gotta get uh, Red Queen, and they have a UK version of Model Shop, but they're not releasing it in the, U- in the US, and I'm so fucking pissed. I might have to buy myself a Region B Blu-ray player just to get yeah, it. Yeah, like, Arrow video, it's, like, always, like, the releases are so limited that, like, I think getting a, one of their DVDs is either hard or like actually like a good investment because they'll just appreciate the value. Yeah, and I'm finding that a lot of the criterions are going on the channel too. I still, I mean, I, 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 the point is to get them on physical media. It's not the, yeah. not to watch them on streaming. You know? I mean, I, I, I'll use streaming. I, I pay for Criterion channel, but still. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that Arrow, also Arrow videos are more to my sensibilities too. I mean, I prefer those movies anyways. Yeah. And those are, those are harder, you know, to find. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas Criterion's, I mean, some of them, like the Apu trilogy is pretty hard to find. If you yeah, don't have the, I mean, they're impossible if, to find. If you're in New York, uh, obviously y'all are, but like if you're in New York, uh, the Forbidden Planet has a bunch yeah, of Arrow that's stock. True. So the Forbidden Planet, like right Arrow, yeah, Union like, Square uh, on Broadway, yeah. They have Arrow videos there. Yeah. No shit. Oh, Arrow. a lot of them. A yeah. lot of them. They have, and their yeah, and their yeah, movie yeah. section is is pretty it's, damn good too. Yeah, that's where I got Deep Red. Yeah, Yo, you want to go soon? No, yeah, I'll go with you. Damn, I never even set foot in there. I always pass by it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Thanks, Leo. Damn. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I know I'm gonna do tomorrow. <laughs> all yeah, right. There's, al- there's also like a I, I don't like it's near Adorama, but like. Like there's a there's a bookstore that has like a bunch of also has like a bunch of like vinyls and all and like uh like weird uh movies around there. I, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, the, if you look for like a bookstore, oh, awesome. it, like yeah, they're, they're, they sell like physical media there too. Yeah. McNally Jackson in the bookshop uh, down in like Soho has an amazing uh, film curation. That's they have like film or like film soundtracks. No, like like they have Zalowski and like, uh, like Arrow Video Godards and, and stuff. Um, Damn, I never knew about these places. Those are those are. I feel like those are pricier. Uh, and they're, I know, they're but like, like very like limited as to what they have. They like, they're they're very specific about the titles they bring into the store. Uh, that's where I got Possession. Oh, sh- I, I want to watch. Yeah, it. you have a DVD of Possession. Yeah. Oh my god. It, I, I need to find one. I it's love really hard the to find. Yeah. Wait, wait. Um, have you have you seen uh, his other movie uh, of, on, on the Silver on Globe? On the Silver Globe? No. I was so funny enough. Like last week, this uh, friend invited me over and was like, "We're gonna watch on the Silver Globe," and I was like, "Yes." And we like and I went over to his house, um, which is like in Bushwick, um, and then we got there only to find out that he bought this like. Polish DVD that had no subtitles. Like, I can hey. give you a link. Yeah, no, I we it's like for free one. No, but I I'm dying to watch that film. It's uh, it's a it's a headache, but it's a good movie. It's hard <laughs> to get through. It's really hard to get through, but it's really good. Also, been meaning to watch The Devil by Zalowski. Yeah, I I I don't know where to find that actually. Yeah. Like, do, yeah, do you no, know? I have no like, idea. The it would, it would have to be another weird like Polish DVD <laughs> or, okay. or a link. Um, I know Spectacle Theater, the like small 
Theater in Brooklyn screened it one time, but um, that's that's all I know. I wish they showed more uh, Italian like, genre films uh, in like in, like the Metrograph or like I know that New York Film Festival did a print of The Great Sounds a few years ago. Yeah. I, or Alex Benzine went to go and see that. Yeah. But um, it's kind of disappointing, you know. Like they don't. I don't. I mean, the Suspirious always at the IFC. But that's like, true. But um, it's like, one of their like midnight. Yeah, that one in Blue Velvet is like every week at the IFC. And Eraserhead. And Eraserhead. Those are like the staple like. And Princess Mononoke. Which really? Is, like, yeah, Princess now, Mononoke. Like, you yeah. know, I watched. <laughs> I, wa- I watched Blue Velvet and Paprika being spooled on thirty five millimeter and the projection booth. At the I IFC. watched. Uh, I watched Blue Velvet. Uh, Megan hadn't seen it for the first time, so we went to the IFC to watch. Probably it. the only David Lynch movie I actually really like. And then I, I watched Paprika at the Metrograph, and that, that was great. I have never seen Paprika. Satoshi Kon, right? Yeah, I I, I saw uh, Blue Blue Perfect Blue at uh, the Metrograph. Oh, wrong. Right. No, we like no, uh, I recently watched that. Uh, it was like one of my homework assignments. <laughs> it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. I also saw. Um, I also was fortunate enough to catch uh, Ice White Shut on 35 at the IFC. Wow. At the IFC? Yeah. When was this? It was my freshman year, so 2016. Damn. Damn. I'd never seen Ice White Shut. I don't like Full Metal Jacket, and I kind of stopped watching that Kubrick after. (laughs) I think it's his second best. Yeah, I have a friend um, on Letterboxd. Um, He's a huge, huge uh, Ice White Shut fan. He always tells me to watch it and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I think people get turned off because of the acting, but if you like the acting in possession, then I think you like the acting in... Is it, uh, is it kind of like like weird and like kind of stagey? Is it kind of like how yeah. the acting isn't like Mulholland Drive, like every Lynch movie? Kind of like purposely off? No, because I think the Lynch, the Lynch movie is, is such a specific weird... Uh, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> not for me. It feels like television and not films. That's why I don't like it. Like, I can't stand uh, Lost Highway and the Empire. I don't Empire. know about that, but... Um. He, he uses, like, TV zooms and, like, weird stock music whenever, he, like, he makes movies, and it just doesn't feel like a theatrical film. It feels more like TV. But, but know, back, to, back to Possession. Yeah, I mean, the acting in that, I always found to be, like, so, like a very particular, like, nerve of melodramatic. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it, it just, like, blows up in your face. Uh, like, at, like, one of the... I think, like, I don't know if it's the opening scene to Possession, but where they're, like, having dinner, and they just start, like, flipping literally every single table oh, at the restaurant. Oh, my God. She, yeah. she like, runs away yeah. and, like... like and he's, like, chasing like, her down. Play, like, yeah. <laughs> just pushes away all the tables in the cafe to get to her. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's so, and then they sit on the corners not looking at each other. Yeah. It is the most bizarre, like... What is this? Is like, possession? Staging. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's yeah. so good. We have to watch it. So yeah, good. we have to watch it. Yeah, that and Slacker. That and yeah. Slacker. Have you seen Slacker? Oh, yeah, it's like... Longer. So good, yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean... Ugh, I, the ending one is just like... So... I, I want to do something like that in a movie someday. Like just the, the ending 8mm footage of all the kids like fucking around in Austin and the hike and everything. But also that yeah. opening like 8 minutes of Linklater in the cab talking about like separate realities. And like I love the way yeah. he says the word like reality. You know what I mean? Like he pronounces the T <laughs> so hard. He's like, but you know like the Scarecrow and Dorothy, you know, like what like they were they went on that one path in the Olympic road yeah. but there were four other also, paths you know like in those separate realities you know yeah yeah his, his speech pattern is like very interesting um, yeah, he's got a weird voice yeah really, really uh, kind weird. of yeah kind of like uh like consistent with like where he's from 
Uh, is like, it? He also pronounces like quet and like all that other kind of stuff. You know, like like emphasizes the H. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, his speech. Yeah, well, we're thinking about doing like a link later slash perhaps a hangout episode. We haven't yeah, really fully. If you'd ever like to join on that one, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I, I would love to. I I, I love. I profoundly love Linklater films. Oh, uh, seriously, yes. Yeah, yeah. I never, have you seen Suburbia? Uh, no. I'm going to watch that soon. I haven't seen it I haven't watched Suburbia. You, 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 you know where, where I can watch that besides like ordering the DVD? Oh, I can like, send you, it, I have a link to like a, every, uh, probably every American movie you'd ever want to watch. I can't promise. <laughs> okay. I mean, for you, free TV, yeah. Um, I can't promise. Sometimes you don't have a lot of foreign films, but um, yeah. but yeah, I can definitely find you a link to that. Um, I would say Boyhood, Days and Confused, Everybody Wants Them, and Slacker are probably my favorites. Um, and, oh, the Before Trilogy is great. I mean, I know those are all his best movies, but like those are like the ones that I like yeah. the most. I, I think uh, I think uh, the Scanner Dark is kind of underrated. I haven't that seen that. The Keanu Reeves one. Uh, yeah. I did. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Waking Life, although I love the Holy Moly scene. I love. Scene. Uh, I love Waking, Waking Life. Life yeah, yeah I, I figured you would like that, but I mean, I don't know. They, I'm not a big animation person, and not to like just corner one whole entire like medium into one group. But I generally don't enjoy animated films as much as I do like, like I mean, what's the opposite? Live I just, I just think like that the particular like rotoscope style it's works really so, nauseating no, no, I, I think it works because... perfectly for like that specific Philip K. Dick plot uh, yeah, and yeah. yeah it's it's yeah I just thought the holy it's moment it's kind of funny because Richard Linklater is also in the same camp with you uh, Mass um, oh, animation really, yeah he doesn't really like animated movies I, I hate saying that because I I, 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 <laughs> I it, it feels like if it, it feels like somebody somebody who loves movies shouldn't just put one specific medium into like and saying I don't like that you know what I mean because I do I, I mean I fucking love Ratatouille you know what I mean I, I like I like Fantastic that, Mr. That's, Fox that's your bar that's my gold anything. standard man don't <laughs> shit on that Nico right? I won't, I won't hear any Ratatouille slander to Ratatouille Yo, you, one more word against Ratatouille you're not coming back for the next episode right? have you ever watched Ratatouille though? I have not is it the porn parody of Ratatouille? no it's like the Brazilian Ratatouille it came out the same year it's it's weird it's like one of those like Romeo and Juliet and it's like Rat. it's like Ratatouille it's like Ratatouille in like Lisbon or oh, was it, was it Brazilian? You said? Yeah. Oh, in uh, Rio de Janeiro, it, you know. It literally is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a bizarre little. Yeah, I, mean, I like Animalista or whatever. I like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I don't know. I like Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> The Incredibles. But other than that, I'm not big into anime or I, I don't like Spirited Away. It's one of my least favorite movies. Um, mm-hmm. Studio Ghibli. So like, I don't know. Usually, I don't go for animation, but um, I'm definitely up for like. I want to watch Perfect Blue eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the paprika so I'm, I'm open to everything you know yeah. yeah anyways I think it's a good place to wrap it up right yeah. um, Leo thanks for joining us this is very yeah, fun no very good conversation um, and I'm glad we, we got to do an episode about GL because Nico and I have been talking about doing it for a while yeah. and also we've been like setting this up for a while I kept pushing back and everything I think it was like what since like May we've been talking about this oh uh, yeah but like not seriously though I like, know what like, we were gonna do exactly you know? <laughs> for a while like we were like seeing like, uh, like Peck and like, Paw or something right weren't we yeah, I, I was saying like, oh yeah, maybe we can. I I was like, maybe we can do like, because uh, I just just had watched on the Silver Globe. It's like maybe we can do like a Eastern like Eastern like a uh, block sci-fi or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Well, if you ever, like, watch something and you're like, hey, I want to talk about this for an hour with people, like, we will make an episode out of it. Like, yeah, we're always down. Like, yeah. the, 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 we'll do anything, really, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you also just want to catch a movie, like, I'm in the city. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. Yeah. Honestly, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that New York theaters open up again, but I've been going to New Jersey to see movie the- movies. Um, but also, oh, we, yeah. do, we do a lot of movie nights, too. You're always welcome to come to those, too. All right, um, cool. Just and you know. uh, Decklebaum sometimes comes, too. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, he's not big. He's not. He doesn't have a big attention span for uh, for movies sometimes. But he did sit through uh, Three Women by Robert Altman, which was surprising because it's a very slow burn of a movie. I uh, yeah, I um, I have like some alt, like an Altman on deck. I just watched uh, The Long Goodbye. Uh, oh, so, and I loved for, it. so good. first time or no? Yes, first time. I saw it. Noah Baumbach presented it at the Metrograph on Thirty Five. I saw that. Um, oh, amazing. so good. And I and i I have a Blu-ray for Nashville, like on my. You have the Nashville, my God, dude! That, that was the first there. Criterion I got. Really? Yeah. That to me, that's the most profoundly moving ending ever. But the best scene in that movie, I have to post it. I have posted it on my Instagram. Is the scene when uh, Ke- uh is I it- haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Just saying. Oh, you haven't like, seen it? Fuck! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck, fuck. But um, <laughs> have you seen Shortcuts by Altman? No. Uh, so, I have. So, like, the, I have the Blu-ray. If you want, we're gonna do a screening of that. If you want to come. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, because I've recently got into Altman because last like a couple months ago, I I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller and I thought it was amazing. And like I, I for some reason like I'd watched I'd rented the the Popeye movie from Blockbuster <laughs> when that was a thing, you know? Like so so it was just like a whole like Robert Altman is like one of those filmmakers like so many of them that like i've just had a blind spot for so like i'm trying to remedy that as of as of a year and a half ago that's when i started getting into his movies because after i saw um i, I think it was mccabe miss oh i'm gonna popeye first but mccabe mrs miller i think was the one that kind of got me into watching his shit because I'm a, I'm a big western fan so I, I liked his take on the western and i liked the leonard cohen stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. one of my that's favorite cool. films and you know one that is I, I feel like a very underrated altman is brewster mcleod I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Uh, or California Split. The kid from Harold and Maude. Oh, um, uh, Burt Court. Yeah. Yeah, he's also in Life Aquatic, too. He is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking um, of Paul Ashby, that's a shampoo like, on my, like, like, my dog. Well, I've never here. seen shampoo. Yeah, nor have I. Yeah, I've only seen Harold and Maude <laughs> and uh, what's the one with Peter Sellers being being there? Being there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. The Last of uh, Two. Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I watched 30 minutes of it. It's it's pretty interesting. Shampoo? Uh, I don't uh, shampoo. Yeah, I've never seen. That. I'd love to watch it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, definitely yeah. shortcuts. It's three hours long, and it's like all about like based on these Raymond Carver stories, and it's like thirty different characters in Los Angeles, kind of like Nashville times ten, um, mm-hmm. uh, and more kind of like family drama kind of stuff. You know, Tom Waits and Lily Lily Tomlin play like a couple. Uh, it's oh, yeah. There's one scene I have never been more shocked in a movie ever, and it's the most perfectly paced three hour movie ever. It goes by so fast okay it's really amazing i'd love for you guys to watch yeah, it no, yeah i want to watch it yeah and it's so hard to find if you don't have the criterion blu-ray um yeah have you seen medium cool I've, i i think isn't shortcuts on Mac, hbo max no way or, they added on hbo max i don't uh, think so i don't know i don't know hbo max what of all is like on that yeah mccabe mrs miller's on there i think long goodbye is on there is nashville on hbo max I you want me to check right now? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Haskell Wexler's Medium Cool? With Robert uh, Forster? No. I think you'd really like that because that's another criterion I got. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Fuck. 
crap. I, I, I should I should cave in and buy the Nashville Blu-ray. I gotta get that, and I wanna get Days and Confused, too, the Criterion. Um, because those yeah, are... I, I, I never, I never liked the, yeah. the cover for the cover. Yeah, I might even just get the Before Trilogy, too, because I want to have those. Although they're on HBO Max, I might not even, to be honest, because mm-hmm. when you have everything on streaming, it's so tempting not to buy it physically. Exactly. Unless I really love, love the movie, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. that's, that's sort of how I approach it. Like, yeah. Like, I love uh, the movie, I'll buy it. Yeah, like the, the, the Demi films, Jacques Demi, a lot of his films are on Criterion Channel, but I, I do really, I, I got myself the box set because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really into his movies. So um, And also, yeah. um, what else? Um, uh, Battle of Algiers is also on Criterion Channel, but that's just a pr- profoundly personal movie to oh, me that I bought you, the box set. If you want to do an episode on War and Peace, I would be down. I haven't seen it I, yet, but I'm in. Have I you seen it? I love War and Peace. It's one of my favorite. Like, it's such a good movie. Okay, we're uh, during uh, two heart attacks. Yeah. Would you want to watch it? Have yeah. you seen it? No, I haven't, but I've been meaning. Do you want to like, like do it over like a few nights? You know what I mean? Like how you yeah, split it up? Yeah. 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 Um, once we I, watch it, I, I, I have a Blu-ray. Uh, but also, yeah. um, I watched it when it came out on, at the at um, in the I, center. I almost went. Yeah. It, it it was worth it because like I like I, I watched the first two parts and then the three and four were sold out and so like we bought the like the DVDs because the Blu-ray hadn't come out yet yeah. so we watched it, just them on like the like the shitty like like a decade old like like box set and it, it's it's fantastic it's like one of the most I don't know I, like watching War and Peace for me was like a very profound experience I, like it, it was um, truly amazing. That, that's that's how I felt to shortcuts too. I mean, um, very very different movies, but um, I I was very, I I watched shortcuts this the next day immediately after because I just couldn't believe what I had seen. Like it's really it's it's not underrated. It's an Altman movie, mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty known generally. But like, I, I think it's pretty underrated in terms of like what 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 his pop, most popular films are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we gotta wrap this up because I think I went over to ROMs, remember? Yeah. Yeah, Leo, this is amazing. This is definitely, I think, like the most like engaging um, episode like, I've ever had. Like, I, I think so. I think yeah. The, the conversation just kind of went on. It, it flowed very nicely. So, yeah, nice. and I, okay, great. I'd oh, love to have you back on, dude, seriously. Um, yeah, anytime. Yeah, now uh, we got a, not, whole, a bunch like, of ideas to do. Yeah, something. also, if you're interested, dude, um, I'm having, you know, Glenn Kenny, the film critic? Oh, well, he was on your episode with the, the S. Craig Zoller. Yeah, uh, we're doing another yeah. episode with him for uh, a Scorsese episode. Um, uh, we're talking about Italian American, uh, Mean Streets, Goodfellas, and After Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hop on, you're uh, basically I I'm, I'm we do we have another two other guests Henry and, and uh, Alex who kind of just come on whenever they want to. I just tell them all the episodes that we're doing and they just choose when they want to come on. If you would like to do that, we, I I would love to have you come on more times. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Whenever like, you're free, uh, I'm not too, I'm not like too in, in, like, I don't know much about like Scorsese. Like I, I would say like, I know more about like Argento than like Scorsese is not like really in my wheelhouse. Like, you sure. know, that's like, that's like super, uh, like problematic of me to say. Being, oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, uh, I, like, um, I, I would like to be on, uh, but, you know. It'll be an interesting yeah, conversation, not, I think. And also, we're going to be promoting his book mainly, too. So if you just want to be on it, you know what I mean? Like, it's 
It's um, but if you want to just stick to episodes that you feel like you'd have the most to contribute to, I get that too. Um, okay. Um, maybe I'll skip this for a one, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna give you the lineup and the dates, and you can choose which ones you want. We're also doing yeah. Australian exploitation too. Yeah. So we're doing like that's gonna be fun. Wake and fright. What exploitation? Yeah, Australian exploitation. Exploitation. Oh yeah. So like Mad Dog Morgan, Wake and Fright. Yeah. Um. So if you like that too. We we should watch. Oh yeah. Actually, I've been meaning to watch some Australian exploitation. Have you seen Wake and Fright? No, have you seen uh, shit? What's that movie? It's it was by Peter Jackson. Oh, uh, the, oh yeah. What is yeah. it called? Um, oh, those are the early movies. Um, Jeez, what are they? Is Brain Dead? Or yeah, Brain Dead. Brain is it Brain Dead? Dead? Yeah. But there's another one too, I think. Um, it's Bad Taste. Uh, Bad Taste. Bad yeah, taste. those are, those are Australian exploitation. No, that's New Zealand. That's New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same book. Uh, yeah, the car cars that ate. Um, Cards that Paris, yeah. Is that our last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, yeah. Uh, who is that? That's weird. No, it's okay. It's not. It's not great. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Um, the is it, would, I guess walkabout wouldn't be considered one. No, it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say that because it's exploitation, really. I would say that's just Australian cinema. You know, what I mean, like um, okay, yeah, sure. Nicholas. No, I don't think any of Nicholas Roeg's movies would cons- would I would consider exploitation. Um, have you seen? Uh, have you seen? But what about um? What's it what's called? What's our Garfunkel one? I mean, oh, it's pretty it's... exploitative. Uh, yeah. Like kind of in in the realm of Giallo, but you know. I, I I've only seen one or two Nicholas okay. Frank's movies. So I, uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. This is great. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah.